Tuesday, August 11th. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called Joe Batanz. I often say this. Well, not often. It's common for me to tell you that this is a personal journal show. You shouldn't even call it a personal journal show. It's a personal journal. I have to stop thinking about the show part. My journal. And the journal is called This Joe Batanz, right here on After Button. I said at the top of the show, today is Tuesday, August 11th. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of the show known as This Joe Batanz, a show where I keep a personal journal. Now, lately, I've been talking about barbecue. I've been talking about a woman that's got a supermarket. And it's not really personal. It, it sometimes, you know, This Joe Batanz is always a bunch of different things. Sometimes it is a show. Sometimes it's just like, yeah, here's a funny story. I'm going to make you guys laugh. Sometimes it's um, trying out new material for the throwing down or catching up. But sometimes, and today's one of those days, it's an actual personal journal where I document what I feel, what's happened to me in real time, what I'm going through in my mind. And what's, what I struggle with is when I first started this Joe Batanz almost a year ago, we're coming up on uh, in October, like October 1st or something like that, I don't know what it is, somewhere around there. Is when we started this Joe Batanz. And um, I remember when I started it, it was important to me that I wanted to keep it a personal journal. That it was essentially a daily journal of, like a, one would be one's diary. And I would record it regardless of what the audience thought or whether it was interesting for the audience or not. Now, obviously it's evolved and I do care to some extent about what the audience thinks. But for right now and today, I need it to be my sort of uh, safe harbor where I can go and I can speak freely and share how I'm feeling. And it's for so in years to come, I can look back and document, oh, that's how he felt that day. Uh, So let's get to it. You know, so I woke up this morning. I actually was looking, I wasn't looking forward today, but I had a very optimistic day. I was optimistic about today. You know, uh, we were going to record the Sydney gays. I love doing the Sydney gays. Uh, and I was like, you know, the, what's lucky is about with drag race being gone. Uh, my schedule is such now that I can put out a lot of shows and I still am only doing, I don't count this Joe Batanz in this. I'm still only doing one show a day. So, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I can do one show a day. And still put out a lot of content. And one show a day is easy. You know, I've gotten down to where since it's just one show a day. So I was optimistic about today because Sydney Gaze is a show that I look forward to recording. And so I woke up and then I was just doing my usual thing where I do my Animal Crossing chores. And I... uh 
check Discord, and uh, there was some Discord up on the Discord because now some of you may or may not know this, and I'll get into it now. But I have a personal Discord account that's Joe Batanz, and I have an Afterthought Media Discord, which is all things Joe Batanz. I haven't talked about it that much. Uh, Humble Pie knows about it because, of her instance. She had given me the same privilege and colors as Afterthought Media, and I asked her to downgrade me um, because I just wanted to be—I just wanted to be like everybody else. I just wanted to be, you know, just one of the gang uh, on Discord. I didn't want to be like, "Oh, Joe Batanz is here." Blah, 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 blah. So I asked her to downgrade me so my color wasn't, you know, yellow or something, you know. And so, but I do view them as two very different. Uh, Entities. Whenever I'm talking as Afterthought Media, I'll do it through Afterthought Media. Uh, whenever I'm doing it as Joe Batanz, I'll do it as Joe Batanz. Sometimes it blurs because I, the way I separate it is on my computer, everything is Afterthought Media, but on my phone, it's Joe Batanz. And so sometimes I'm on my phone, I'm like, I need to put this out, you know? But for the most part, I really do try and keep them separated. And so on my personal Discord, uh, I was going through it and I got a message from uh, a Patreon supporter. And this person was very, 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 very upset about the rumor mill, which is so funny because my takeaway from the rumor mill was that that story, the story about the state Senate, not the state Senate, but the mayor slash running for house and the thing, that was story was like, whatever. You know, the one that had stuck with me was the one about the state senator in California who's trying to uh, abolish the statutes that would make teenagers register as sex offenders. Because I was sort of uh, surprised by Lori's uh, reaction to that story. I never thought there was anything controversial about the other one. Uh, so for those of you who don't remember, if you didn't listen to the rumor mill... It was a story about uh, a man in uh, Massachusetts. He's a mayor of a small town, and he's running for Congress. He's also like an adjunct professor or lecturer, I can't remember, at UMass. I think he only did, now that more stories have come out, he's only actually taught four classes, and he hasn't taught there in a couple of years. And the school said they won't be renewing his contract or something. And, uh, uh, so he's running for Congress and um, the school newspaper at UMass came up with an article that the, that the, like the UMass Democrat coalition, or I don't know what it's called, had um, leveled these charges against the, the I, wish, I call him a professor, I don't know what his position was, uh, against the faculty member and mayor and person running for Congress uh, about... Uh, unwelcome uh, sexual advances he made towards students. Okay. That was a story. I had intentionally decided, even though I chose this story, that I was not going to comment on said story because of my uh, romantic involvement with Aiden, right? That anything I said would be viewed through that lens and so I thought it wise not to comment. I will tell you now, my official opinion, and it's always been this opinion, is that 
whoever this guy is boinking is none of our business unless it was one of his actual students that he oversaw. If it was a student at UMass that had no way of being one of his students, well, then more power to you. One of the things you should remember, too, is that this we hear mayor and, and lecturer and whatnot. He's fairly young. I believe he's only 32 now. And the last time he thought he taught at uh, at UMass, he was 30. I know that doesn't change the power dynamic, but just to keep that in mind that he was there for a few years. He was in his mid-20s to the end of his 20s. He taught there. I, I do think that is important, but it's not, I mean, the the part about the power dynamic and whatnot that he held over these people is is not, that's not, that's not tied into his age, but I just, I just want you to remember this. But uh, he can have sex with whomever he wants uh, as long as they're not his student. You know, I think that's, very inappropriate relationship and uh because for a myriad reasons for myriad reasons uh that we, I mean, on both sides by the way on both sides you know on both sides it's just in, it's a completely inappropriate relationship that's my real opinion that was my opinion then my opinion now i'm not hiding behind my opinion but i didn't want to get into it because uh because of Aiden. So what I did instead was I asked Lori questions to clarify what her opinion was and to sort of push back because I feel that if you're not pushing back, then it's a, a boring conversation. So sometimes, not often, I was playing devil's advocate. And to be honest with you, I think it was great. Lori said something that uh, I, re- I re-listened to the audio today. Lori said something today that either I didn't hear at the time or I just neglected to go back to that was so uh, articulate about the relationship between a sex worker and the John, so to speak, and the difference here, you know? And I thought it was a, a salient point, and I should have commended her for that. So I, it wasn't necessarily that I, I was asking questions both to be educated and to further a conversation to make it interesting to the listener. You understand something? My number one priority when I'm doing a show is to make it interesting to the listener, whether because it's controversial or not controversial, to bring in interesting things to say, well, some might say this. It's not, I'm not advocating a position. You've heard my position. I'm just saying, I'm trying to see every nook and cranny like a lawyer to explore and to scope more, especially since I can't give my opinion, how Lori thinks about the issue. I'm not trying to trap her. I'm trying to you know, have a conversation going. And since I'm not giving my opinion, I have to, there has to be some sort of push back to have a conversation. Okay. But all in all, I thought, uh, and I've listened back again today. There is nothing in there that I've said that I would 100% ever take back. I, in fact, what I, when I, when I, when I say I didn't want to give my opinion, I land up saying my opinion and giving it inadvertently and making one other point. So I actually say what I just told you. I say it in the episode. Uh, but it's, it's, it's in the context of asking another question or pushing back or, or saying something. Right. And uh, so when I got the message today, what's so funny is ultimately I agree that uh, okay, th- I believe the person who wrote to me said that if 
he is having sex with other students that aren't his students, that she's fine with that. And I, what I, what's funny is that her points, I agree, but she was very upset with me about plain devil's advocate. She was very upset with me about that. I triggered her, um, because of plain devil's advocate, that it was a trigger for her because of her own experience. Okay. So, um, uh, hold on. Even though I just told Betty on a show, she's. So, um, and so one of the, the, uh, requests that this person had was that I remove it from the free feed, you know, remove the, the segment. And it's just, I don't, you know, because, you know, Spiral Queen in, in the, uh, in the Discord chat today said that she comes to Afterthought to escape, not to confront reality. And I completely agree with her. And I feel the same way. I record shows on Afterthought to escape reality, you know? And it's one of the reasons why I didn't want to, uh, I was wondering what to do with the rumor mill because what this drama that just happened right now is what happens when we tackle real news stories on the rumor mill. You can't predict it. Somebody's feelings will be hurt for because they have their own personal issue. I was telling a story today to Aiden about how years ago I, uh, it, they, they happened really close together, actually. I taught an SAT class where it was the first day I'd never even met the kids. And I didn't act out of a kid who had never even heard him speak. And I was like, and, and I'm like, I bet this kid right here is like, hey, everybody, what am I doing here? And something like that, right, in the context of saying the story. And I got an angry email from his mother the next day about how dare I make fun of her son and his voice that it's something he struggles with and that he, his voice hasn't changed yet like the other kids and blah, 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 blah. And that he wasn't upset about it, but she heard him talking to a friend about it, about how funny it was. And the, blah, 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 blah. the kid didn't even complain. The mom was a busybody and hurt him. How would I, I'd never even heard the kid speak. Never even heard him speak. The other one was, uh, I did a magic trick for a class, a different class. And I got an angry email from my mom. How dare you do a magic trick? How dare you? Don't you know her father was a magician and he passed away? And she was very upset because you did magic. And it reminded her dad. How in the fuck would I have known that her dad was a magician and that he had, A, that he had passed away? She never brought it up to me. Why would she bring that up? And B, that he had been a magician. So everybody has their own personal triggers that they bring to the table. It's not like I started the show knowing this person's personal triggers. And, um, and you know, like I said, I go to afterthought to make people laugh and to have a good time. And so that message just fucked my day up. It just fucked it up to the point where, uh, now I know you're probably thinking you're making it all about you, but here's the deal. Like I said, this is my personal journal. So it's all about me. Uh, where I, I think Sydney Gaze was shit today because I, again, it's been on my, I, I talked to Aiden several times today. All I was doing was obsessing on it. I feel sorry for Aiden. 
I talked to Adam Vaught. He's telling me, sir, I can't, I can think of nothing else but this. And I just feel like shit. I cannot make a decision about what to do because I'm talking to everybody about it and everybody has a different fucking opinion. Um, actually, to be honest with you, nobody is pro swap out the, the, uh, content. Uh, there are some people who are okay with it. It seems to be the consensus is to put a trigger warning in it. Uh, and that's probably what I'm going to land up doing. Uh, Aiden is ve- vehemently against Aiden's, and it was Aiden's idea about the trigger warning initially. And Aiden's vehemently against my stopping the rumor mill just to let it run its course, do the remaining three episodes, just do silly stories. Um, like I told you guys, if you were at the mean today, like I talked to Taylor about it and Taylor, as I predicted, his opinion was much more aggressively conservative than mine was. Uh, and I'll just leave it at that. Taylor's not here to make his points. I won't speak for him. But on my end, it's really fucked my day up. Like my day is fucked and I'm going to meditate later. But like when you have to understand something too is. My emotion, I learned this a couple of years ago with my depression, but my emotions are very tied into my stomach. They, they're intrinsically linked. Like I really do feel things in my gut, so to speak. And as a result, I've had tremendous stomach problems today. I'm actually sipping on Alka-Seltzer as we speak because I've been so upset about it. I think what happens is that my muscles, my stomach muscles and everything around there tightens. And the acids, the acids brew, um, as a result, you know, and it's so upsetting because, it, and, and I'm upset on a, m- a number of levels. A, it's one of these things where it's an, I told you so to myself. The I told you so to myself was not to do news stories on the rumor mill. This is exactly what happens every single time when you do news stories on a rumor mill. Someone fucking gets pissed off and this is what happens. And it ruined my fucking day or week or whatever. Who knows how long this will last. Uh, the, uh, the other thing, though, is obviously I feel sorry for this person. I don't like anybody. I don't like anyone to be upset. Like everybody in my life has just said, forget it. Forget this person. Just it's one person. Just forget it. Right. And I can't do that. I, you know, when even when I was a stand-up comic, and a lot of stand-up comics struggle with this, it's like you could have the entire audience laughing, you know? But if there's one person who's not laughing, it doesn't matter. The whole show's ruined. You know, it could be, you know, a, a thousand people in the room and 999 of them, I know it's like the Lady Gaga quote, are laughing hysterically. But that one person just fucking just, you, you laser in on them and becomes your sole focus to make them laugh or to make them happy. It's the same thing here. It doesn't matter. You know, now I'm like, oh, well, there's someone who pissed at me. What's the point of fucking even doing this? And uh, I got to find a way to, I can't think like that. But then also then afterwards I go on discord and uh, I see like people talking shit on the episode that, oh, that they never liked the episode to begin with, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we don't have time to get into it, but that even makes me sad, too, that we can't even have a conversation. We can't even have a conversation with people who agree with each other without it becoming a fucking thing. And I'll be honest with you. Well, the right is just as sensitive as the left, I'll be honest with you, but it is a weapon that they do use. 
up against the left and it, it and you know it's sometimes you're gonna hear things you don't agree with and it's and what's funny is this person and i agree we 100 agree i'm sorry that i didn't know about her personal experience and that it triggered her but that's where to be honest with you if I'm being honest, that's not my response. This, and by the way, this is coming from other people today. Not, I didn't think of this. It's not my responsibility to do a show for this person. And this person can, this is according to other people, can, uh, should and can make a decision about whether to continue listening or if that if that's that important for her. I don't know. My case is fine. I'll see you guys in a few days. Maybe it'll give me some time to uh, reflect and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to avoid Discord for the next few days. How about it? Uh, because I, don't know, I don't know if I need to see Humble Pie and Drew Brooks talk about what a shitty episode this was, too. We'll talk to you guys next time on Distro Batanz right here on Epithot Media.